Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 33, How the New Paradigm Transforms Work Performance and Leadership with Barb Patterson. Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to Changeable, a podcast about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. And now, here's your host, Dr. Amy Johnson. Hey, welcome back to Changeable. I'm really excited for you to hear today's episode. So today I'm talking with Barb Patterson. Um, Barb has worked with organizations, with leaders and teams. She works with entrepreneurs, and she's done this for quite a while, a few decades, I think. In her early years, she was working from, I guess, what you might call more of the old paradigm. So going into organizations, doing consulting, looking at best practices and what they know and teaching skills and communications and giving assessments and I don't know, all that stuff that that people do in businesses with leaders. And she was really good at it. She did had an amazing business, did really well. Um, and as she tells in this episode, it just felt like time for a change. She was ready to go off on her own and do her own thing. And in doing that, she came across this new paradigm. And so now what she does is work with the same populations, but she helps them go beyond their skills, beyond their mindsets and their communication styles and their leadership style and all of the things that they know and think and feel. And she helps them see what comes before their psychology, what comes before their skills, and how that plays a vital role in every single thing that they do. It's so cool having this conversation and I think we called it this hidden variable, which, you know, if you've listened to the podcast, you've picked up on the fact that um, when I talk with a lot of these guests who share what I share from from this place, we get kind of giddy about it. <laughs> you know, we it feels like a secret society in a sense, and it's not so secret. We're, we're trying to get the word out. We don't want it to be secret. But it is. It's like it came through so much in this conversation with Barb. It's like, wow, we can measure things and look at things and talk about things and learn things. And that's wonderful. All of that has such a place in our lives. It's wonderful. Such a place in business. But there's something beyond that, something so much bigger than that, that is kind of hidden only in that it's invisible until you start to look there. So I love how this conversation with Barb evolved and um, and we started to explore more of this hidden variable. And Barb's excellent on these. She has an amazing podcast, which I'll, I'll link to in the notes herself, but she's just so good. She just shared so many stories and examples of of her work with, with leaders and entrepreneurs that really, really highlight what we're talking about here in Changeable, whether it's your own personal change in your own mental health or whether it's your work in the world or in anything, in any area of life. Um, I love how her stories and examples really, really highlight that and showcase this new paradigm in a really beautiful way. So if you work in any way at all, you're going to love this episode. And if you know people who are leaders in business, who run organizations or entrepreneurs, please send them this one because they're really going to get a lot out of it. 
As we talk about at the end of the episode, Barb's flagship offering right now is her Beyond Limits Business Summits, where leaders and business owners come together to hear other people at their level. So other leaders, other entrepreneurs, other business owners, and they get to see you know, what this hidden variable, what this new paradigm has brought to other people's business and other people's work life. And I just can't recommend highly enough these summits. They're incredible gatherings and and ways to really immerse in this and see what could be changed in your life and your productivity and your creativity and the way that you show up and work um, by seeing a little bit more about what's beneath our psychology. So I'm going to link to to Barb's Beyond Limits summits in the notes as well. So definitely check that out. But I just want to mention that she has one day salon events happening in New York. One of them is in New York. It's happening, I think, March 15th. Again, all the details will be there. And there's one in LA in April and there's one in Scotland in May. And they're just amazing, amazing events. So get yourself on the list to hear more about those as they come up and enjoy this episode with Barb Patterson. Hi, Barb. Thanks so much for being on the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about um, the work that you do. And as you know, on Changeable, we talk about how this understanding that we share changes so many areas of life and haven't really yet explored business and you know work life and everything that kind of falls under that umbrella. So I'm really excited to, to talk about that with you. Yeah, me too. As you know, it's kind of one of my personal passions, but it really came from as this understanding, I started to experience life in a new way. All of a sudden I realized I was doing my own business in a very different way. And then in the work with um, organizations and leaders around the world, it's been fun to see them experience it as well. Tell me, um, tell us a little bit about what you did before. So I know like kind of your transition into this. Well, my whole career has been in kind of personal development, professional development and um, organizational development. So I've um, done a lot of work around leadership and talent management and culture and employee engagement. And most recently, before I started my own business about eight years ago, I was living in Paris and I was the top executive for global talent management, all of learning for a company there. So um, while I was there, I really did enjoy my work and it was a great relationship, a really good company. I feel like it was mutually beneficial. You know, they developed me and yet I was able to make a contribution, but I just started to feel a pull and a draw to um, go back to doing my own thing, owning my own business. I had done it prior and wanted to do it again. So I moved back to the States at that time. And it was as I was moving back, I thought, I'm going to hire a coach. I'm going to be smart. I'm going to start my business and have somebody in my corner helping me be, you know, strategic and be a sounding board. And that's when I came across Michael Neal. And, you know, what I so appreciate about this story is at the time, Michael was, um, you know, hadn't written any of his books around this understanding. Um, But uh, I knew he knew the coaching world and he was successful. But when I started working with him, he was the first person, the first mentor and teacher to turn me on to this this work. And I'm forever grateful to him for that. 
So you were going to start your own, like, what were you thinking before you started coaching with Michael? You were going to have like a consulting firm doing similar. Yeah, that I would be doing organizational development, leadership development, and that coaching would be a part of it. I'd been coaching since 1998. So, you know, that's kind of in my blood and I figured it would be a part of it. So, yeah, I kind of knew what I would be up to, but when I started to understand the role that state of mind and our minds were having on everything in life and especially in our ability to lead, um, to be fresh, to be creative, have new ideas. I thought, oh, oh, this is the conversation I want to be having. And, you know, in a really simple way, like, I have always been curious about transformation. I think you and I share that, Amy, you know, like always curious about what changes, what helps people change, or why do some people change and other people don't? Or for myself, I would get so confused why I could make some make a change in one area, but this other area that I really cared about, it just looked impossible. And it wasn't until I started to look at this work that I realized there was this variable that um, was uh, invisible. And I started to see like in my career, I, I had taught leadership presence and communication and uh, performance management and, you know, team and all those kind of skills and competencies. Um, but what we didn't know, what I didn't know then is this variable of your own internal state of mind or the quality of your mind is playing a role. It's playing a role in everything. So I could have a leader go through the best communication training. They could be totally into it, inspired, but yet they go into a feedback conversation and it tanks because they don't understand that they walked in rushed, irritated, something else on their mind, and therefore their state of mind trumped any of their skills and competencies, right? It derails us. And so when I started to see that this variable was the game changer, that it was really the indicator of how we were doing in any moment, then I, that's when I was like, oh, okay. I see now why I struggled and why I didn't. I can see why change looked easier in some places and harder in others. And then I got really curious to just learn more and more. It's awesome. It's like we just, you know, you just stumbled upon this secret hidden variable as we call it, but it is, I know. And it's really, um, I know we just, those of us who kind of share this understanding kind of have, feel like we have our little secret society, like, man, there's something (laughs) so much deeper than what we thought there was. So it's so cool to hear that story. Yeah. 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 So what was that process like for you? Like, as you first started catching on to this yourself, Were you one of those that were kind of like, oh, okay, this is what I want to share? Or did it sort of look like, okay, maybe I'll add this in to what I offer and and then it just evolved from there? Yeah, well, you know, when when any of us start shifting inside ourselves, I, I think everybody will relate to this, but I was experiencing internal changes. This became more visible to me. It makes sense that, you know, I was kind of seeing it in my life. And so it didn't look to me yet like this could be a business conversation because I was 
experiencing it on a more personal level, I for sure was like, oh, I can share this with my individual clients without a doubt, because I've always kind of coached from a holistic point of view, right? Not just strategic coaching, but helping an individual holistically. But I didn't see the connection to business right away. However, it didn't take long. Once I started to kind of get more grounded in this for myself, I started to naturally see how, oh, isn't it interesting that I'm getting over my thinking much sooner. I'm kind of bouncing back from upset or reactivity, or I'm seeing thought for what it is. And I started noticing like in a very simple way, I was moving forward in my business no matter what. Like I wasn't getting as bogged down by worry or as bogged down by something not working out the way it should, or I wasn't spending so much time in my head about, you know, orchestrating all the what if future scenarios. And as a result, my business was having a lot of momentum and I was more resilient and I was naturally more creative. So all of a sudden I realized, oh my gosh, this isn't just like helping me personally, which is awesome, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is helping me in my business. And as soon as I made that connection, I started to, it was as if, you know, my, I put on binoculars and I could see the connection between state of mind and every part of business. I could see state of mind and its relationship to sales. I could see state of mind and its relationship to influence and leading others. I could see state of mind and culture. I could see state of mind and productivity. So as soon as I connected those dots, then it was a, a really a no-brainer for me at that point. And it became a conversation, you know, like you said, we kind of geek out about, but I love having with um, entrepreneurs, with business leaders, with organizations, um, because once we connect that dot for them, they get it. You yeah. know, some people are like, is this a really hard sell? And I'm like, no, I just, I, it's not my experience. Yeah. I think it so makes sense to us. It's such a common sense that our state of mind and the quality of our mind in any given moment is affecting our performance, no matter what we're up to, whether it's parenting or leading someone or being in a sales conversation, to, that that relationship just makes sense to people. So then everyone's like, okay, well now how, right? <laughs> exactly. Then it just opens up into new questions. But yeah. But no, I agree. And that's it's so, I love how you articulate it. I mean, just seeing, wow, this is beneath all of that other stuff. It's beneath yeah. everything. It's behind the whole psychology, behind everything we do and everything we see. So of course it's going to make sense everywhere, but that in itself is an insight. I love how you describe that. Like we have to kind of see that, then you can't unsee it. That's right. It's so true. Yeah. So is that what you see when you work with companies? Like you start to show them that and then they can see it everywhere in their own lives. For sure. It's really interesting. Often what happens is, you know, I might get asked to work with a leader and they could come to me for a variety of reasons. You know, sometimes they're coming because they're more mandated. And, um, you know, I can think of one individual in particular who was sent to me. He was really smart, very strategic, kept getting promoted in the company. But as he got higher up and it was a global company, he was getting um, more exposure worldwide and he had to navigate different cultures. And um, his style was 
working against him, right? He was kind of emotional. He was, he could blow up. Now he'd blow up and be over it, but not appreciating kind of the wake he was leaving behind. (laughs) And um, he would say things like, well, it's just the way I am. It's just my personality. And yet it was creating a lot of problems for him. And he started to see that as well. So when he came to me, you know, to him, it looked like his behavior was connected to the other individual. And it looked like it was out of his control. You know, he would say things like, well, yeah, they said this and then I just blew up, right? It looked like, or they they were blowing a deadline and it was going to have a huge impact on the client. We almost lost the client and therefore his upset makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like he could always justify and make sense of his explosiveness. But for sure, he, he realized it had a downside, right? You know, and after the fact, he, you know, he didn't love that he did it, but it just looked to him like it was out of his control. But when he began to see the connection between that he was living in the feeling of his own thinking, that he wasn't at the mercy of people outside of him, that his reactivity was being generated internally, what started to happen was he started to get more distance between his thinking and his reactivity. And he started to see that he had warning signs ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't as reactive as he thought. Like he started to realize, oh, he was getting clues where his level of reactivity was way before he realized. So that began to help him. And then as a result, he naturally, you know, like, and it wasn't perfection. There's a story, you know, of one time after seeing this, when he really blew up and he thought, I've digressed, it doesn't work. But even as we, you know, took that story apart, he was able to see, oh yeah, even that, even though, you know, it wasn't perfection, the way he was able to get settled again, repair the relationships was very different. I love that. Um, and that story too. I mean, I'm thinking about it and the kind of work I do, and that's exactly what I see with people with habits and addictions, right? I mean, Exactly. Yes. Oh, yeah. no, I just find myself doing this. They're convinced, you know, nope, it just happens. I can't help it. But then they start to wake up to this. Our mind gets quieter. I don't know. I don't want to say too much about it because I don't know what happens exactly. But we we kind of fall into ourselves and we see we aren't that thinking. And there's like a speed that changes. That's right. That's <laughs> and there's right. a space there. And then the warning signs. And then like you said, and then we're not perfect, but then we yeah. bounce back. And and you know, it's like you said, it's in parenting, it's in life, it's in relationships, it's in business. It's absolutely. Yeah. And and often what happens then is the leaders get really impacted. And usually most of the time they will say to me, You need to come into my company. You need to teach this to my team. You need to teach this to, you know, my CEO. And you start to you know, go inside of an organization. And right now um, with a colleague, I'm doing sales training. And it's really interesting as they start to see, you know, some people will say salespeople are just naturally kind of more resilient. They're able to hear no's and that, that might be true, but, you know, they also can live in a feeling of pressure and edge and, you know, push. And really through this understanding, what we're hearing from them is how much more present they're able to be in their conversations, that their listening is very different because they didn't see before that they weren't listening, 
right? They had no appreciation for this invisible variable that we're talking about. But once they started to get a sense, we've heard story after story of each of them, like, oh, I didn't realize um, how much I wasn't listening to my clients. Now I am. Or I had so much on the outcome that I was tense and, you know, kind of annoying in my sales call. And now I'm more real and human and down to earth and, you know, or that there's always that in business. If, you know, any of your listeners are familiar, there can be this tension between sales and production, you know, where, where, uh, production accuses sales of over-promising, you know, and then sales accuse production of being too slow, you know, like kind of those normal things. But what they're noticing is, those relationships internally are very different. They're collaborating, they're listening, they're respecting one another, they're re, you know, um, resolving issues much, much faster. Again, it does sound like a superpower, I, you know, I, but it's true. Just through appreciating that the quality of their own internal mind and getting a feel for that allows us to leverage it and not be victimized by it. You know, as you say that, it's like, okay, let's just take that example of like sales and production. And I'm sure there's so many trainings that could bring those groups together and say, well, let's talk about this and, you know, let's talk to each other and all of that kind of stuff. And that's helpful, I'm sure. Like, how is this fundamentally different from that? Or I guess maybe the question is, you know, are those things that we learn, those strategies, do they still sort of apply and can they kind of come together with state of mind? Well, I think it's it's so common in business that when there's a breakdown, you know, like productivity or client demand doesn't get met or some system doesn't work, the first place that organizations will often look is processes and systems. And they'll spend millions of dollars at times on those things. But they forget to look at the human dimension. And really, when you take a look at it, often it's at the human dimension where if they could move the dial there, they wouldn't need to invest kind of. Now, I'm not saying, again, that sometimes a process doesn't need to be fixed or enhanced, but often we try and solve the human condition, the human factor in business with a system. Yeah. And again, just for everyone listening, I mean, if you... If, if this applies to your work and what you do every day, you're hearing all kinds of things in this. But, but kind of keep in mind that this applies to everything. Like I'm thinking of processes around the house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like when you're in a good place, when you tell your kids what to do, it's not about sell, selling them the right yeah. process, you know, it's yeah. Yeah. and that connection, the human dimension and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I story after story where organizations, when they get an appreciation for state of mind, they start to, in a meeting, they can feel like just as in us individually, and I know you've talked about this on your podcast, Amy, our feelings will be a great gauge for us to kind of just know where we are in any moment. You know, our feelings aren't information about what to do. They're information about where the quality of our own thinking is in that moment, right? And when organizations begin to see this, you'll watch in a meeting that they can feel when the meeting stops being helpful and productive. And those that have a respect for it will either take a break 
but they no longer think the way through is to charge through and get your act together, right? They know, no, no, let's reset. Let's take a break. And as a result, they're way more efficient and way more productive. Yeah. It just strikes me as you say that. That's a great example too of something that's so commonplace, but it's like we look at certain leaders or people and think, oh, they're just naturally good at this. You know, and it almost seems like what we're saying is like, well, really, maybe that's what they're more in tune with, right? Somebody who's naturally good, regardless of what they know or what they've learned. I mean, they're going to, they're going to feel that, that dimension of things and know when to push and when to stop and all of that. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's funny. I'm going to give credit to Aaron Turner for this and steal one of his stories, but it really cracks me up that he works with a couple of um, hotel chains in London. And one of them had a new, a change in leadership or whatever. And Aaron went in and did some work and then he got a call back a few months later and they said, Hey, we want to bring you back in. And Aaron was like, well, why? And they said, well, for some reason, whenever you come and spend a couple days with us, our um, customer satisfaction ratings on TripAdvisor go up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. But it's such a great story because when we all kind of have more of an appreciation of this, we naturally are more resilient. We kind of, and our feeling, we're walking around in a different feeling. And then our coworkers, our and customers all benefit from that and they feel it. You can feel that. You can, I, I work with an organization out East and um, they, ha- they will say that whenever they have an open position and people come in to interview, they consistently get commented on the feeling and that people want to work for them yeah. because of the feeling and the organization overall. And, and the woman that runs it would say that is absolutely 100% due to this understanding. Wow. That's amazing. And beyond, you know, I mean, that's so awesome that, that an organization can have a feel like a place and a group of people can have a feeling like that. And then, I mean, who doesn't want to be in that feeling yourself? <laughs> like yeah, just, It just yeah, trickles exactly. down, you know what I mean? To like yeah, so yeah, much yeah. in life. I mean, what is more important than how we feel in any given moment, really, yeah. you know, what, what just yeah. brings us fulfillment and peace is just absolutely. Painful. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, just to your earlier comment that, you know, I used to work with teams and cultures and organizations, and often you would come in and you'd work on the dynamic, the team dynamic, the culture mm-hmm. dynamic, but really what this understanding points to is the culture is nothing more than the accumulation of the feeling that each individual is walking around in. Mm -hmm. So you work on that and you can't help but have the culture be affected Yeah. rather than trying to do something other than that. Yeah. Wow. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing. I love what you're doing with Beyond Limits and how you're you're having these global um, meetings and really kind of sharing this on a big scale. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. I started really seeing in my own work with different entrepreneurs and I work with a lot of solopreneurs as well, but also business leaders. I started to see... Um, that what if the only thing between us and kind of accessing new levels of potential and creativity and performance was an illusion of thought? I, you know, I started seeing for myself and all my clients that the way we would refer to things, we would 
innocently put these barriers or these limitations in place where it looked like we were up against something other than an illusion of thought. And when I started to work with people in a way to where this understanding, I watched, well, that makes sense in a different quality of mind, a different state of mind. Mm -hmm. Those limitations don't look real anymore. All of a sudden, possibility expands. All of a sudden, what looked like an issue before is history. All of a sudden, you know, we're in, uh, walking around in a new level of hope, hopefulness and creative flow. And so that's where the Beyond Limits kind of came from. And then in that, I've just been so inspired myself to see, I, I was one of those people that was totally up for the game of business and no clue how much my internal pressure and stress and drive and striving was costing me because i was kind of you know good natured and hard working and up positive it just it was my norm and so i didn't realize that there was a whole other way to go about doing business and leading others and influencing change and so i feel like I understand that world of business leaders and entrepreneurs. And if, if we could all wake up to the real source of creativity, that it's not my drive, to the real source of change, like what you work on, that it's not willpower, it's not discipline, that we all have this superpower already kind of hardwired inside of us to have fresh thinking, new thought, to be resilient, to rise to the occasion what would be possible in business. And so I'm just inspired to create a global community of business leaders and entrepreneurs all looking in this direction. And I kind of, you know, it's like, I'm so curious to see when more and more businesses see this for themselves, what is possible in the world around business. It's been so awesome to see your journey with this and how quickly it's just flourishing and you know, coming off of the work, the hard, I don't know if it's hard work, but it's like in the trenches work that you've done for a long time. I mean, you've been in there in these organizations and seen what it's like for, for that, just the levels and levels of people to see this and what can happen. And now it just feels like it's out in the world in such a bigger way. So it's so exciting. Yeah, it's a thank you. And it's, I just have to say that, you know, part of that vision has really been, um, giving those leaders and entrepreneurs from around the world exposure to some of the best thought leaders um, in this field and business like Aaron Turner, and um, but also to have the voice of this work also be from other people just like them. So the summits mm -hmm. are really an opportunity for business people and entrepreneurs to share their own personal insights and transformation that they've seen in their own work and their own businesses. And so these day events that I'm doing around the world in the summit, the European summit's coming up in May in Edinburgh, Scotland, and we're doing a US one again in the fall. Um, I love that the majority of the speakers are business people and entrepreneurs who yeah. it just, and you get to sit in the audience and hear stories that you're like, oh, that's me. Oh, if yeah. he can do that, I can do that. If she's done that, I can do it. So yeah, no, it gives so much reality, credibility to it. It's a really different, it, and that's what I love about this format that you use too, is it isn't, yeah, it isn't just going and learning from experts. It's really yeah. just like, wow, that's your story. That's your story. It's so much in that. 
love that format. So, um, so what the next one is in Scotland and when is it? Yeah, well, we have a day event um, in New York coming up on March 15th. We have a day event in LA on April 3rd. And then we have the European Summit May 2nd through 4th in Edinburgh, Scotland, and um, the US Summit this October 19th in, uh, I, I believe it's going to be Minneapolis. I might have just made that a reality in this very moment. <laughs> we won't hold you to it. <laughs> You're allowed to change your mind, but, uh, okay, but good. No. Good. <laughs> I'll definitely have some links to those. And I really just can't recommend them enough. I mean, if this is resonating with people, those events are just awesome places to go and really kind of soak in all of this. So thank you, Amy. Well, thank you so much for this, Barb. I love this conversation. I love how you share this. I love just how real and, and everyday and accessible it feels. And I know for a lot of people, business and work and all of that feels so different. That's one of the big exceptions that we tend to have in our minds, you know, but the way you talk about it, it's like, no, it's just, it's just life. It's just in everywhere. And that's, it's really clear. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. And I thanks for having me as a guest. And I just love the work that you do in the world as well, Amy. And as somebody who spent a long time, like I said earlier, kind of struggling and wondering what was wrong with me that I couldn't change. Um, I Your work speaks really to my heart on so many levels. So thank you for everything you're doing. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Changeable. If you want to see more about this new paradigm, the Little School of Big Change is definitely the place to be. It's a comprehensive, life-changing course that's taught from this paradigm. People are there looking for freedom from habits, anxiety, depression, worry, all kinds of things. And some are there just to learn more about how this really works. And that's awesome. I love to just be able to explore with people wherever they are. The Little School of Big Change is also an incredible global community of the sweetest, most supportive people you can imagine. We have live meetups. We do all kinds of fun stuff. It's really, really a great place to grow and explore and make friends from all over the world and find a lot of contentment and peace and freedom along the way. The school opens on March 11th and registration is only open until March 14th. That's next week. After March 11th through 14th, it will not be open again until the fall of 2019. So please check it out if you're interested at all. Even if you think you might be interested, this is the time to at least look into it because it's going to be closed for a while after next week. So go to the littleschoolofbigchange.com, get yourself on the wait list so that you can see when things start moving. You'll get all the announcements and news and everything you need from there. I would love to be able to explore this much deeper than I do here on this podcast with you in the school. So check it out and I would love to see you there.